There are many ways people listen to vision, including on smart speakers. Just tell your smart speakers to play Vision Christian Radio. Alexa, play Vision Christian Radio. Vision. Yep, it really is that easy. You can also say, play V180 Radio for our music channel. It's just another way that Vision is helping you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You know, a word of encouragement. How helpful that is. It's like a fresh drink of water on a hot summer day. How many times has your day turned around when someone said a kind word? Pastor Greg Laurie urges us to extend that grace to someone else. It may be just what they need. There's so much discouragement out there. And I think one of the greatest needs that we have as people is we need to be encouraged. Our words can be a powerful force for good. This is the day when the lost are found. who we are, what neighbourhood we come from, whether we're famous, infamous or unknown, we all have something someone else wants. We have something someone else needs. We have a smile and a kind word. It's that simple. Maybe we don't have a dollar in our pocket, but a moment of kindness may be just what someone needs to get through their difficulty. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us follow the Bible's plan for the wise use of our words. We've heard it said, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Actually, that's not really true, is it? You can be very hurt by words. You go back to your childhood, and maybe you remember some words that stayed with you. Something said to you by your parents or a teacher. Maybe they told you you would never amount to anything, that you would surely fail. Or someone said to you, you're unattractive, or you're overweight, or, or you'll never amount to anything. And those things somehow stuck with you. Now, turn that around. You might also remember words of encouragement, where someone believed in you. It hopefully was your parents, maybe your grandparents, maybe a teacher, maybe a coach, maybe a pastor. They said something to you that helped you and gave you hope. And it reminds us of the truth of Proverbs 18.21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. It's interesting that neuroscience has proven the impact that words can have on us. Two rock doctors wrote in an article that was titled, The Most Dangerous Word in the World. And they wrote, and I quote, if we were to put you in an MRI scanner, and take a video of your brain and flash the word no less than one second, there would be a sudden release of dozens of stress-producing hormones and neurotransmitters. These chemicals immediately interrupt the normal function of your brain. They impair logic, reason, and communication. The article continues on. Yet positive words such as peace and love, peace and love, man, peace, (laughs) peace and love, alter the expression of genes strengthening areas of our frontal lobes 
promoting the brain's cognitive functioning. Isn't that interesting? So words really do matter. Even the President of the United States needs some encouragement. After President Lincoln was assassinated in the Ford Theater, uh, they found in the pocket of his jacket a worn out newspaper clipping that was praising him, saying Abraham Lincoln is one of the greatest statesmen of all time. And apparently, despite his amazing accomplishments as our president, many regard him as the greatest of all American presidents, President Lincoln got down and a little word of encouragement from that article was helpful to him. Proverbs 25, 11 says, the right word at the right time is like precious gold set in silver. And I would add to that, the wrong word at the wrong time can be devastating. We've heard these horrible stories of young people taking their lives when they read comments on their social media feeds, on their Instagram posts or whatever they might be and people mock them or, or put them down and this is so wounding and more than one young person has taken their life. And by the way, if you're a young person, these people don't mean anything. Who cares about these people? Remember the words of God to you, how He loves you, His plan and His purpose for your life. But these words affect people and words do affect people. More people have died by words than any weapon that man has ever produced. Dedicated to God, our tongue, our words can be a powerful force for good. We should use our words to build up and not tear down. Use your words to build up, not tear down. No one can tame the tongue, verse eight says. It's a restless, deadly poison. Sometimes it curses those who've been made in the image of God and sometimes it praises our Lord and Father. You know, a word of encouragement, how wonderful it is. Have you ever been down and had someone write you a letter of encouragement? Maybe it just happened that you opened an envelope and there was a card and someone just said something very thoughtful and kind. Then maybe they wrote it a week ago, but it got to you at the right moment or they shot you a quick text or you ran into them and they just said these words. I just wanted to tell you this, how helpful that is. It's like a fresh drink of water on a hot summer day. Proverbs 25, 25 says, good news from far away is like cold water to the thirsty. And I think one of the greatest needs that we have as people is we need to be encouraged. There's so much discouragement out there. So many things that bring you down out there, especially if you scroll through social media and, uh, and have a constant diet uh, of media coming into your life, be it television or other things, it can really bring you down and we need to encourage one another. When we come to church, we are here to encourage one another. Hebrews 10, 24 says, let's spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Don't give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and so much more as we see the day of the Lord approaching. The problem is some people don't know how to pay a compliment. It's called a complisult. <laughs> Do you know what a complisult is? It's when someone is supposedly complimenting you and it's really barbed. Let me give you an example. They show up at your house and you say, wow, you're on time. <laughs> Which means you're usually late. How about this? You're a really good driver. For a woman, oh wait, what? I can't say that, it's a couple of 
How about this one? You look so good when you wear makeup. <laughs> What's that? So you look bad most of the time, but you'll look better now when you're painted, right? How about this one? You're so pretty. Why are you still single? Really? Uh, you look great for your age. <laughs> I've heard this one. Um, recently I was, I was getting uh, my suit tailored. I would like to say I was taking it in. I wasn't. <laughs> I was wanting my suit to fit. And so uh, I don't know how I got on the topic. I said, well, I just turned 70. And literally the tailor said, what? I, I didn't say I'm dead. I said I turned 70. And then he says, wow, you look good for your age. I mean, I think you're around 65 or something. None of this is a compliment, okay? Accomplice all. <laughs> I think some people think they have the gift of criticism. This is my gift. It's not a gift. You don't have it. It's great to have you with us today for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in the U.S. We're considering the power of our words today as Pastor Greg continues with his series called Walk This Way from the Book of James. Let's continue now. We should use our words to praise God when we open this service with worship. I hope you were all worshiping because this is one of the reasons God has created you. You're wired to worship. It's the highest use of the tongue. David wrote, thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee. I'll lift up my hands unto your name. It's not enough to just think it any more than it's enough to think you love your parents or you love your siblings or you love your husband or you love your wife. That's all great. When's the last time you told them? Verbally told them, oh, by the way, and you don't even have to preface it with that. But just say, I love you. And maybe tell them why you love them. But it's a good thing to say. Ephesians 5.19 says, Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, uh, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Hebrews 13.15 tells us to give the sacrifice of praise to God. You know, some people think, well, that's sort of fanatical. I'm not really into lifting my hands in church to God. Oh, really? But you go down to the football game and when your team scores, you freak out. You're painted. Your face is literally painted. And the colors of your team, you probably have their logo on your shirt right now. You know who I'm talking to. You're, you're, all, you're good with that. But oh, say something about Jesus and express your passion for Christ. That's excessive? No, I don't think so. We should use our tongue and words to preach the gospel. You know, Jesus did not say, go into all the world and be a good example. That's not to say that we should not seek to be a good example. And in fact, when you are a good example, in many ways it earns you the right to share the gospel. But to the point, Jesus did not say, go into all the world and be a good example. He said, go into all the world and do what? Tell me. Preach the gospel. Now, when we use the word preach, it doesn't mean you have to yell. You can preach quietly. You can preach conversationally. 
You can preach on a keyboard through social media, through text, through other means. But the idea is to communicate verbally the gospel. That is how God has chosen to primarily reach non-believers. Hebrews 10, 14 says, how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them, tells them, so my job, your job, our job is to tell people about Jesus. That is one of the highest uses of your tongue. One last thing. We should use our words to confess our sins. The Bible says if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we will confess, that's verbally acknowledge. If we will confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, we don't like to say I've sinned. We like to blame it on someone else. We like to blame it on our circumstances. But we need to say, Lord, I've sinned. And we sin every day. I'm sorry to tell you that. Uh, even James says, hey, we all, we all make mistakes every day. None of us are perfect. But so of course this is something we should confess on a regular basis. I am interested to point out that in Daniel chapter nine, we have Daniel leading the people in prayer. And he says in verse four, I prayed to the Lord my God and I confessed, O Lord, great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of loving devotion to those who love him and keep his commandments, we have sinned and done wrong. Now here's an interesting thing. Daniel was such a man of God and yet he said, let's pray. And he said, we have sinned. He didn't say, you've sinned, pointing to the people. Or they have sinned, we have sinned. We have to acknowledge our sin before God. So what's the best use of our words? Number one, to build up, not tear down. To encourage, not discourage. Number two, to praise God. Number three, to proclaim the gospel. Number four, to confess our sins. And as we close in prayer, I can't think of a better thing to do to ask God to forgive us of our sins. And let me say a word to anyone who has joined us here in person or you're watching or listening wherever you might be. Maybe you don't have this relationship with Jesus Christ we've been talking about. Here's the bottom line. We're all sinners. We've all broken God's commandments. We all fall short of his glory. We're never good enough to get to heaven because we've all sinned. But the good news is 2,000 years ago, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be born, then to live a perfect life, then to die a perfect death on the cross for us. He died for us. I love how the apostle Paul said, you loved me and you gave yourself for me. He personalized it. Listen, yes, it's true, Jesus died for all of humanity, but if you were the only person on the earth, he would have died for you. That's how much he loves you. He died on the cross for your sin and you must understand that. What a sacrifice he made. And if you'll turn from your sin and if you will admit your sin and stop blaming everyone else and just say, I have sinned and turn from that sin, God will forgive you. Am I talking to somebody here right now that is living without their sin forgiven? Am I talking to someone who's racked with guilt and the pain of your actions? Well, you can be forgiven and you can have a fresh start. This is for a person who hasn't accepted Christ yet. And by accepting Christ, I mean a person who has asked Jesus to come into their life as their friend and their Lord and their Savior. 
And I'm also talking to people who are believers but have lapsed. They've fallen away, or to use a biblical word, they've backslidden. But here's what God says, return to me, you backsliding children, and I will heal you, says the Lord. So we have to come back to the Lord. I think of the story of that prodigal son that most of us know, who came to his senses, and he came home and said, Father, I've sinned. He admitted it. Will you admit it? Let's all bow our heads and pray. If there's anybody here who has never asked Jesus Christ to come into their life, to forgive them of their sin, I want you to pray this prayer right where you are. You could pray it out loud if you like, but this is a prayer where you're asking Christ to come into your life. Just pray these words. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you are the Savior of the world who died on the cross for me. I turn from my sin and I choose to follow you from this moment forward. And Lord, we all, we all confess we sin. And specifically, we admit we sin with our words. We think of things we've said that we should not have said. Words we wish we could retract. Lord, help us to dedicate our tongues, our words to your glory. To use our tongue, to use our words for what they're designed for. To bring glory to your name. To bring the gospel to other people. And to lift up, not tear down. Help us to be bridge builders, not bridge burners. Help us to be stepping stones, not stumbling blocks. Help us to be known as people of love who elevate others, not tear them down. Lord, we commit ourselves to you. We commit our words to you. Use us, Lord, for your glory. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important word of prayer. And if you've made a first-time decision for the Lord today, if you've asked Him to forgive your sins, we want to first welcome you into the family of God. And we'd also like to help you get started in living the life of faith. Let us send you our New Believers Growth Packet. It's a collection of materials designed to answer your questions and help you build a solid foundation for your faith. We'll send it free of charge when you call us today at one 800 Pray for me. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg exposes those things people think are in the Bible but really aren't. It's a study called Things Jesus Never Said. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Talk This Way. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.